0: and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. physically, emotionally. I'm Nadia Davis. I'm a mom, author, attorney, and kundalini yoga teacher who has experienced public shaming that brought me to my knees. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I'm living the work taking shame out of the shadows. I'll give you real life advice and skills to take away with you throughout your day. You'll hear from powerful guests who have overcome trauma and emerged stronger than ever. You too can ban the shame within and around you. Join me. You are not alone. Welcome home, homies. It's Nadia here. And welcome to Home is Within You, where we drag shame out of the shadows and we transform it into power. Shame separates us from each other and from our true selves. Guilt is okay, even some shame within, but what does it come from? What core wounds, what core beliefs from childhood are getting triggered that causes our minds to come up with a thought where we believe that we are bad? mainly. What I care about the most here is when shame is used as a weapon, when shame is used in blaming, in projecting one's own resentments and shame within onto another, call it victim blaming, call it scapegoating, gaslighting, a whole bunch of different phrases, But what hurts me to see in the world and in others is when they are made to feel bad about their feelings, about responding to pain. And I say it's time to stand up against the pain makers, against those that are not holding themselves accountable for their own acts and how they're handling their own feelings. Because I can say that today I am doing the best that I can in my home within to manage my thoughts, to manage my feelings so that they are not projected out onto others. So today I am going to talk about the way we love. With a new year and Valentine's Day around the corner, instead of considering a new love, or even renewing a current love, let's contemplate the way we love. Whether romantic, familial, friendship, or beyond, let's improve how we love one another by connecting to the love within ourselves. The direct messenger of love, our soul, Because then and only then can one experience real love with and for another, I have learned. How do you love? What motivates us to get out of the bed each day? Love, undoubtedly, and in all its varying forms, whether adoration, affection, affirmation, consolation, acceptance, understanding, forgiveness, giving, receiving, and more. Love drives us more than any other desire, especially when we think in terms of acceptance. Being loved by others is the marker of success, the proof of our worth, the end-all be-all, and so it often seems, doesn't it? Before motherhood, my concept of love was limited to that shared in a romantic relationship. Two individuals, each with layers of preconditioned beliefs, fears, judgments, and expectations, desperately trying to get and ultimately stay on the same page with one another. Here, love is earned rather than innate and given. Love a prize if you did everything just right. Then the realization of unconditional love came. Bumps and falls, hopes and gains, successes and triumphs, broken bones and pains, trauma and addiction reared their ugly heads over and over again in what truly felt like an everlasting search for love, outside me. That is, until I found it within me. It felt like a home within, the kind I'd always longed for, always warm, safe, and free, a fluid, organic existence never hinging on meeting expectations or pleasing opinions. A love that just loves. Universal, infinite, unchangeable, originating from the initial spark that started it all. This universe. I know now today that only my soul can give this genuine unconditional love. I learned that the very hard way. Treatment, jail, and hospitalizations, nothing and no one outside me has that power to give unconditional love, nor should I ever believe so. Tragic? No, because therein lays a rare gift. With soul love, one gains the ability to give real love in human form to another. Yep, the kind with hugs and kisses, flowers and cards, valentines and more. That romantic first type. But when done this way, there's much less risk of harm to one's heart or the others. Without a connection to one's soul, human love is as conditional and fragile as the mind itself subject to constant fluctuations, moods, interpretations, and illusions. Real love isn't. It's more stable and sane, because it is made of mind, body, and spirit, thus guided by the soul's interpretations of such things. My journey has shown that having a relationship with the soul is, Elevates human love closer to unconditional love, creating a love that is less susceptible to the mind's fears and judgments, and more real love. It's like when the mind says should have or shouldn't have, the soul says, I love you, so give love to them, no matter what, whether together or apart. When the mind says that was wrong or this was right, the soul guides us to understand the why. Charging human connection, understanding, solution, and more. The soul helps us see a partner is doing the best they can with what they know and have, gently informing us to stay or leave gracefully. And that depends on whether or not they themselves have a relationship with their soul within. For anything anybody does is either an act of love or a cry for love. Indeed, my therapist taught me. So if one is striving to understand why they cried for love in a certain way that may have upset a partner, when someone is understanding with communication with their soul Why an act of love went unrecognized in another. That can be appreciated. That can be the bridge to keep people together. Yet without a relationship to the soul, it merely becomes a mind game of blame and shaming and nothing that I want a part of. Let's strive to offer real love to those we cherish, transcending mere acquisition of human love and affirmation. Real love, in my view, involves fostering a connection with one's soul, appreciating fulfilled expectations without passing judgment, identifying a person's core wounds with empathy together with them, Openly sharing thoughts and feelings about them. Recognizing the core innocence in others always. And listening fully before drawing conclusions. Before projecting one's own shame onto them. And cultivating honesty, understanding, and healing. There is no blame. There is no projected shame in real love. If you're with someone connected to their soul, cherish their healing journey. Love thrives on commitment, even in challenging times. For those in relationships lacking a soulful connection, both individually and with each other, be prepared for a love as vulnerable and uncertain as As empty and unfulfilling as the ever-changing mind. My game plan? Giving real love, always. Receiving it? That's up to my soul and what it draws in from the universe. Today, I trust that the love within me, securely known, regularly nurtured and gracefully given, will continue to manifest through the blessings I've already received as in life as a mother, friend, and future partner today. Happy Valentine's Day from my heart to yours. Now, how, how can one build a relationship to their soul?
0: Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release
1: attachments,
0: heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
1: In the darkest of times when we are on our knees, when we're exhausted at the end of the day, when we've been running on our mind alone, it is in those moments that we can sit in a quiet space of our own. We can breathe deeply, and we can simply say hello to the little girl and the little boy within us. Breathing deeply, listening to that breath the soul will begin to speak to you. Start slowly, but just do it. In those moments, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like your best friend magnified by 20 gazillion thousand. Your soul will speak and it will just get you. You won't have to explain anything. You won't have to defend yourself. You won't even have to prove yourself. It is in those moments that the little girl and the little boy within you will just look you in the eye and say, Okay. Oh, well. I know you're magnificent. I know your intentions were good. I know that all along you were merely seeking love and understanding and acceptance. That little girl or boy within you will appear as the most powerful being you have ever seen in your life. Because all along, it is them that we have not been listening to. It is them that we haven't let come out and be themselves. In this world, listen to them, hear them out, and more and more your soul will begin speaking to you. The soul speaks the truth. It is not afraid. It loves. Here, love, and truth. Just loves and is and gives the truth. Your soul will see beyond the right and wrongs. Your soul will help you understand why you reacted to things a certain way. Why other people's actions and words triggered you. In that space where we are listening to our little girl and little boy, there is neutrality. And it is only through love. Only when we experience that unconditional space can we really truly offer real love to others. Because therein we are able to see the others, little girl and little boy. Prior to that, it is all a show. It is all meeting expectations Trying to be, do, look like someone else wants us to. Choose the love within yourself. Choose the little girl and the little boy within yourself. And more and more your soul will speak. The more your soul speaks to you, therein is your home within Therein is the space that you can go to anytime and everywhere where you can share, cry, and be vulnerable without fear or judgment. From that space that I found within myself, the most beautiful, beautiful motherly love developed that carried me through the times when I was separated from my children. I'm going to read an excerpt from the book that describes how finding this unconditional love within myself manifested in to giving my children the most beautiful love that I believe a parent can give their children. Motherly love is like this. This is from page 420 in the book Home is Within You. There was a time when the twins' outbursts and tantrums were common, complicated to navigate, and even more difficult to watch them go through. There was one incident I'll never forget. It was a moment pure and innocent revelation. A moment of truth. After a simple no was given in response to one of the twins' requests to do something, he burst immediately into a full-on protest. I gave him a warning but it didn't stop him a bit. He screamed, threw things, smacked me and knocked down furniture. It was all surprising to me. His twin brother plugged his ears and began to cry for him to stop. The twin responded, "You stop it" and then tried to hit him. I blocked it and tried to comfort the other twin while also keeping one under control. I tried everything. No words, distractions, or incentive worked. I was at a complete loss, out of ideas. I gave up. I surrendered. I sat on the floor and breathed. Eyes welling up, I held my tears with my hands. This is all my fault, I thought, then said, out loud, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to do. My twins heard me say that. The room was suddenly, utterly, completely still. Nothing but the truth filled up that space in seconds. Only the untouchable was in that moment in time. Only the middle between stimuli and response. Only the feelings and core wounds behind it all. I will not project this guilt onto them, I thought. Reassuring them, I said, Mommy's okay. I'm okay. I'm just sad. Eli is sad. And it's okay he's sad. It's okay he's mad. You can be sad and mad here whenever you want. Please just try not to hurt yourself or your brother. Do you need a hug? dear son, will that help you through? He immediately fell into my arms. We held each other, and he heard. I get it, without a word. Unconditional acceptance and love received. Dear son, I saw behind the tantrum to the real you inside. I saw your hurt, and your hurt is seen. Let it out, dear son. It is important to me. Thank God you're getting the hurt out here and not stuffing it away. Thank God you know you can cry here in a safe place. I will always be here to listen with open ears. We are in this together and always will be, dear. Love, Mommy. Later, I also realized that shame was sending energy, affecting the parenting, the mothering of my sons. I turned to Priya, my spiritual guide for guidance. She asked why I chose to create more children with their father. I dove into my heart and realized it was because I was overflowing with love to give. She asked me to close my eyes and tap into that. Your ego mind tries to hide that simple truth with layers of guilt and shame. Your sons can see the doubt in your eyes, she said. I began to cry in the sheer bliss of pain turned joyful realization. You love them with all your heart, she said. You were the chosen one to carry their souls into this world. Look your sons in their eyes with all the confidence and clarity you can muster, centered in that one single truth, shining through, she said. I began to do this more and more. It drastically changed everything, and I mean everything. When my children saw the absolute resolution of a confident, shame-free mother, they felt more secure had less separation anxiety, and reduced oppositional behaviors. If I stay connected to that one true home within me, even shame as a mother cannot hurt me or my children anymore. Even shame cannot hurt my children or me as a mother anymore. Also, What is love as a co-parent today? Having been married 12 years and then gone through a really difficult time getting out of the roof of my husband, now formally separated and happily co-parenting our children, what did it take to get to a place of unconditional love? of having the ability within myself to give that to myself, to then be able to give him real love. Now I'm going to read from page 428 from the book. As a mother, I have learned that the concept of we must be repeatedly learned, taught, and embraced in all its magnificent, varying forms. Like a wolf pack journeying across the plains, Bound together by love, loyalty, and respect for one another, I have only made it this far by doing my best to turn to the we in life. I'll always remember my sponsor clearly saying to me, Nadia, we do step one. We do it together. It's the we part that matters the most. We admit we are powerless. If you just say I am powerless, you'll end up at the bottom again in a heartbeat. Together, we have the power. We are in this together. We are walking one day at a time together. You cannot and must not ever forget this. Okay, I say. That should be pretty easy for me. But it isn't. It wasn't. Every day I have to remind myself that I cannot successfully continue on this road, living wholeheartedly and healthily, if I try to do it alone. It is my children that fuel the internal wolf pack instinct. It is my children. The twins love their electric go-karts. Like a kid myself, I love to follow them on a scooter as they trailblaze down the boardwalks and alleys, spinning and laughing with glee. Neighbors often enjoy just sitting back and watching their silly, unabashed daredevil ways. One day, after an hour or so of stunts around town, we return home, and Bill, my ex-husband, has arrived to pick up the twins. The boys smile and run to give him a warm embrace. Bill and I chat about the schedule, and all is good. Ever so quietly, the the boys observe our interaction. I notice. Then spontaneously, one of the twins walks up, takes Bill's hand, then mine, and joins them. I surrender to the intimate moment, smile at Bill, then ask both twins to join us. We are in this together, okay? I say. The symbolism is priceless. We are family. It was a seven-year journey to get to this place. From darkness and despair, there is freedom from my mind's trickery and bondage. Today, with love within myself, giving unconditional love in that home within, I am able to give real love to others as a mother, as a co-parent, and yes, as a future co-partner. I encourage you to get the audiobook out on Amazon. And I encourage you to download the Mind, Body, Spirit app where you can use the open mic tab and share your lessons of love learnings on this Valentine's Day. Sending warm hugs to all. Bye. You are not alone. If you are dealing with shame and trauma, please reach out to me through my website, Nadia-Davis.com. You can get a free band shame tip sheet and find out about upcoming events. I'd love it if you picked up my book, Home is Within You, wherever books are sold. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sending warm hugs,